Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Black Fat Femme Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Black Fat Femme Podcast where all the intersections of identity are celebrated. I am one of your hosts, John, also known as Dr. John Paul, coming to you depressed and highly favored. How are you, Queen Joho? You know, at least in the midst of depression, she knows she is highly favored. That is what matters. Even even in her lowest moment, she still is the highest soldier, okay? Yeah. Y'all, it is your boy Jordan Armis Joho, if you're nasty. And I have a bone to pick with the infrastructure of the city of San Diego because, oh, wow. as you may have seen, we are not oh, built for the train. The water. Yes! San Diego is not God's <laughs> service warrior. <laughs> do not give, God do not give us in this city your strong, the strongest battles because, oh, Oh my god oh, it is rough yeah. it's it is and i mean so it's funny not funny because it was it was it was sad but like yeah where i like where i live it like i i i, I definitely live in like a that has better, has better infrastructure so like, there was flooding but not the way that we've seen so when i saw people was like post and stuff <laughs> i was like i was like is this even real is this in san diego but then oh, i had but you so, like, 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 fifteen minutes. So, Southeast San Diego, which, 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 which is, which is historically black and brown, and historically lower income, and historically like an, an area that isn't as resourced by like yeah. by our city. So, I, I went there for a workshop of the day, and I, and like, and I was driving. I could see like people. I saw like, 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 like city workers shoveling mud, and I was like, oh, I think this is like probably where it was. And then at, at the event, it was, like, it was confirmed because the the folks that were hosting the event, they were like really. And just saying, just saying, it's great that y'all got here safely, but you won't have to recognize that we are. This is a this this is part of the city that has been hit the hardest. And so when right, we say this, right. people need help. Like this is what has happened. And it was it was it was horrible. And so I just like this makes me 
Let's see, like, like, if I were to go back, go back, go back to school, I would like, I'm like, I would do, I would look at urban planning because I want to make our city safer, more accessible, less impacted, yeah. less impacted by the seasons, and like a better place for people, everyone to thrive. Like, it really isn't like there are actually many people who are still experiencing like impacts of that flood. It was also wild right. because the weather had told us it was not going to be like that deep. Right, maybe right. It was that deep. It was, it, it was, was wild. Yeah, I had saw a reel of it, and I thought to myself, I was like, this has to be old, because I'm not seeing anyone post about it. And then, like, within, like, literally, I would say within minutes, I saw all of, like, my Apple notifications starting to go off, that there was a whole bunch of stuff. And I was like, wow, it's actually happening, like, right now. So um, this is just (laughs) another reminder that climate change is real, that we are Mm -hmm. seeing places that have never, like, even with flash floods, and someone was just even saying within, like, D.C., I saw someone today posting yeah. on social media of how like last week it was like 10 degrees in DC mm. and like today it's 70 degrees and everyone's like, what is going on? And so, yeah, girl, we just, the uh, mother earth is really, really tired of us. She's, she's, yeah. she is putting us through it. She is. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mother mm-hmm. earth. So, I mean, her she, she, she needs a vacation just like me. She needs she, a vacation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like but with that being said, in tradition, we're going to go ahead and give Miss Tisha Campbell her flowers. And for this week, I wanted to ask you. What is a song that is currently getting you through? And I want to say this Mm. question is a little selfish for me because by the time (laughs) you hear this, I will have gone to see the Shindellas live in LA. I want to shout out Claude Kelly, who has been an amazing friend to me, who is basically hooking me up to be able to go see them and meet them. And so I will report back about what that was like, because y'all know one thing about me that you should know is that the Shindellas are those girls to me. Um, As for Mm. me and my homies, Shindellas. Um, okay. It's just the way that they do R&B. The, I, I'm, I'm very much an old school 70s, 80s, 90s kind of girl when it comes to R&B. This new R&B is not doing it for me and so I appreciate the harmonies. I appreciate the fun. I appreciate mm. the joy that a lot of their songs have and I, I wanted to specifically shout out. So one, I love all of the girls in the group. Shout out to um, just Anybody and everybody who, like me, loves the Shandela, the Shandelas, but they have a song on their newest album, Shindo, uh, called Good Is Gold. And it Ooh. really is a song that I keep returning to because sometimes mm-hmm. um, they have a way of writing songs and their songs feeling like they're directly meant for me to hear. And so it's like mm. I feel like the universe is speaking directly through them to me whenever I hear that song. Um, it's just a really beautiful song. It really is. And, and when I say it's, it's a very upbeat song, but it's basically saying like, you know, we spend so much time driving ourselves nuts trying to be perfect and sometimes we just Mm. don't stop to like remind ourselves that like we're good as gold we're good the way that we are um Mm. and so to their credit it's just a like i know claude and i know that you know everyone over um at their their widow workshop like they they write down over there but i want to definitely say that 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 song and that album has been getting me through so shout out to the shindella shout out to claude kelly Mm. and everyone over at weirdo workshop i really appreciate y'all but what about you joho so I haven't listened to the to the Shindellas yet, but I know you post them quite a bit, and a lot of people do. And I'm always like, I should listen to them because they look, they look like they look, they look so so cool. And because yeah. they like they give you like Supremes retro like like like, like like vibes, right? So and so mm-hmm. I, I 
I, this is a great sign to me to for me to li- li- uh, listen to them. Yeah. I would say so. I had so I ha- I have two songs. I had one song that I was going to say originally, but I, this week, this week I've been leaning into Indiari, uh, her song "This Too Shall Pass," and people, yeah. people really, people don't like. I feel like so many folks don't always love like don't always love a soulful queen, but I love me some Indiari. Yeah. Like I grew up, I grew up with Indiari, but she's a song. Uh, from, from I think I think from her first album I think from Acoustic Acoustic Soul called yeah. This Too Shall Pass. It's just a song that like I I go to often in like my trials and tribulations eras. Um, yeah. I've been leaning to a lot this week, so that's something that gets me through it a lot. It's you know five it's five minutes fifty five seconds, which is an inch number of like getting through things. So I was like, okay, she knows what she was doing. That's a good one. And then also I hate to be basic like this, but that new Ariana Grande song really is getting me through it. Like it really is because yes, and it's a whole bop. Like taking all the BS with the yes and is kind of a vibe. And when she says, "I won't hide underneath your own projections or change my most authentic life," girl, girl bars. Okay, yeah. okay. Like it was just so but Go off, ag. Go off. Like I, I'm an ag stand in a lot of ways, not in okay. some ways. But, yeah. but, 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 like, 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 you know, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ignorant to, to the, to, to the, the issue she has caused in, in many ways. And the things in which I'm like, do you show up as, as, as your, as your full self in this way when you appropriate black culture? Um, and like, like, and I, you know, we're all a little bit problematic in some ways and i still i still listen to a to a lot of her music but then when the yeah. song came out i was like oh it's a hit i fear because it really just grows and you're like yeah, it's, like it, like it, it, it's a hit i fear because it's giving like you know like it's, it's it's giving vogue it's giving it's giving ballroom it's like it's giving all the mm-hmm. like she she knows the lane to be in right now it's interesting because i'm like if this music she made from from jump i would say this is this is better than like when you try to go go into trap and shit, like you have to do all that. Right, right, this right, could right, have been right. your lane from from the beginning, um, or you know, mm. or her her OG lane from her first two albums. Um, yeah. But this really is just just about just about the songs. Yeah. And it's I think, yeah, I so I wanna I wanna acknowledge that. Yes, I'm happy that there are songs that are getting you through. Um, even if it is a song like like I said, this song for some reason I haven't been able to really like it has not caught yeah. me yet. Um, and I think a big part of it is kind of like the way that um I'm gonna just say it, the white gays, they have a way of taking certain songs and um mm. ugh, they just running them to the ground or ruining them for me. I see and it. I feel like yeah. this is one of those songs, but also like Padam. When Padam came out, I loved <laughs> Padam when that song came out. Out. And then well, it was just, a lot of things. Yeah, they then That's they just fair. like and I just was like, mm, I'm good. Like mm. I'm gonna go ahead and just let y'all have that. And that's kind of what I feel about mm. this yes and song is like something you know what? I feel that. Yeah, it just it, it's not it, maybe my own and again I am maybe I am projecting my feelings that I have for <laughs> community onto this song sorry Ari but you know it's just it's one of those for <laughs> sorry, me where I'm Ari. like I'm glad that it's helping you. You know, I have <laughs> I, I I have divested from white gays, so most of the folks mm-hmm. I follow are, are are you know are are queer folks of color, and so yeah. and so a lot of the black gays I've been seeing, like our good sis De- De- Dexter Mayfield had like within hours of the song being dropped, right? Like they ha- had posted had posted the choreo to which Love then it. to which then Ariana re uh, re posted. I did. I saw that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, but yeah. like so like. So for me, it's been helpful to only see black folks and queer and, okay. and other queer folks of color do, wow. do 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 the dance because you're right. The white gays really do ruin everything, and I'm sure Ooh, baby, you know, they we run into the life. ground, honey. 
to the white meat. Oh, but anyway, all that to be said, while y'all browse the Shandilla's catalog, because again, they have two albums, they have a whole bunch of features, y'all should be listening to them. Um, we're going to take a quick break to pay these bills, but we will be back with the segment of Category Is. We'll be back in a second. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Okay, fam, we are back, and this week, we're going to talk about something that we've touched on in a Still Hair segment before. A few a few episodes back, though, we talked about our favorite experiences in a queer space. It really got us thinking, unless you live in a queer-centric neighborhoods like they have in San Diego, San Francisco, New York, obviously, LA, DC, finding a queer community can be a little bit hard. Yeah, However, yeah. with rapid bills going into place every day and folks simply trying to ban every right we have in these streets, it's always time for us to talk about the importance of queer spaces. So we're going to get into yeah. that a lot today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I, I love that you start off the this segment really talking about the need for queer spaces because so, you know, as you know, last week I went to San Francisco and I mm -hmm. went to, you know, I went to a, a comedy slash a podcast, a live podcast recording while I was out there. And it just, you know, being in San Francisco, it is a very queer city, even if you're not in mm -hmm. the Castro district, 
And Mm -hmm. I think to myself often of like maybe like thinking about how much trauma I've taken in living where I currently live. Right. Like I always think about myself thinking, you know, especially when this conversation came up, that was what initially made me say, let's 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 take this into a broader conversation, because I always am thinking like, what would my life have been if I lived in a place where I felt like my queerness wasn't such an Mm. issue, wasn't such a burden, Mm -hmm. right? Like I living, you, you probably feel this now living in SoCal, like you're having to navigate racism, you're having to navigate queer phobia, and then you're having to navigate both the racism and the queer phobia and how exhausting that can be. Um, And 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 the anti-Semitism as well. And all of that, right. Anti-Semitism. Right, right. It's a trifecta. Like, so people, people laud, and I, I, I hate that we already feel like I'm going left with this couple, but people <laughs> laud as being a very liberal place, and it's not. It, it truly isn't. Mm-hmm. And so, kind of to get back to what you're saying, okay. I think we often talk about our experiences in these spaces, um, but no one really talks about why these spaces are so essential and so important for us to have. And so I guess, you know, as your sister and, you know, I wanted to kind of ask you, especially seeing in the last couple of months, so like you moved closer, you moved mm-hmm, to where you were from to move back to a queer neighborhood. And so I wanted to yes. ask you, like, what has queer, what has living or what has being near a queer space done for you? And why do you think it's important for us to talk about it or revisit it? Yeah, so this is a really great question. And it's an interesting thing because before before I moved to my condo, I was living in an area that was very queer friendly and mm-hmm. had good queer folks, but like it, it, like it, it wasn't like it wasn't like the neighborhood. It was right. adjacent to it. And so but when I moved out of that, like when you ask the question like what what you know what um has it done for me was it so important, like when I lived in this area that was more queer centric and queer focused and moved out of it, I, I didn't think about how much, I mean, I knew how much I needed because before, before that I was living in, in North County, San Diego, which was, mm-hmm. which is where I was living was like very military, very, very straight, very, very much more white. Um, and so when I moved down, it felt great, but I also was living, it was, it was like mid peak pandemic. So I wasn't right, building community in the right. way that, that, that I wanted to. So when I moved, by the time, by the time the things, opened up and felt better to do things quickly outside. I moved yes. from that and moved into my condo, which was great in, in, in many ways as a fulfilling person for self, but then I lacked queer community and queer experiences like in my daily right, life. Right. Unless I traveled to Hillcrest, which is a 15, 20 minute drive. And really people, people don't like, people don't think of that. Like, like to some people it's not a big deal, but when you're used to walking 15 minutes somewhere, right, the driving right. 15 minutes is a whole different ball game. Like I have to right. be in my car, go on planet. the freeway, Go exactly, and so it it, 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 you, it becomes a lot different. I think my answer to this question may have been different too. If you asked me before I moved here, but now that I live here, it provides me it provides me like a I have a different sense of safety that I don't feel in non queer spaces, which is interesting because right. I want to name like I'm not inherently safe just because I live in a queer area. Like I'm not safe right. from racism. Still, I'm not safe from racism. I'm not safe from fatphobia. I'm not safe from homophobia. Like there was literally someone right. who got like like who was who like gotten attacked like who got gay bashed like a block and a half away from me like i have a friend who had told me that there are straight folks who had literally followed me and punched him in the face like i'm not i'm not immune to that still being here but there's a there's an inherent there's an inherent higher sense of safety that i have here than in other places and knowing that something happens like because of the context of this area i can get better services and help and support you know i live a block away from the lgbt center not that i use it because i have (laughs) thoughts about like you know but like but i I, you know i live i live live close to it like there is a queer theater right by me there 
uh, I'm right behind all 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 the queer bars, and and or I'll say the law behind all the gay bars because they're mostly male dominated, which is a whole different issue in itself too. Although there is a women's bar, a women's feminine non-binary bar that is on my on the block too, which I really love. Um, and so I'll just say like I feel less physical endangerment than I would around those spaces. Um, right. Which I also think also brings up an interesting conversation of how we negotiate safety in different spaces and like what levels of safety we want, desire, or expect in some spaces over right. this, you know? Right. Right. But queer spaces themselves give me a chance, give me a chance to explore myself on a deeper level by connecting with completely different people. Like queer folks mm-hmm. in my experience have been more likely to discuss topics of kink, sexual health, ethical non-monogamy, uh, deeper conversation about who we are, um, you know, how we are different, how we're the same. And it's given yeah. me given me more language to explore and figure myself out sexually, visually, verbally, all the things, right? They feel more yeah. expansive yeah. and how people show up in a different vernacular or attire, right? Like like I like one thing I love about being black and queer is like there is specific black queer lingo and vernacular that, that you that I use with other queer quack bleer queer black folks that mm-hmm. i don't get to do with like white queer folks or straight folks, right, or straight right, folks who, try right. to, who try to use it. i just saw this Baby. one was it someone i just heard uh I, the, the, there's a show called sort of on hbo they just dropped a third their, their last season i think fourth season um and what was the name it uh there was a name that the, one of the characters used of like a woman like a straight, a cis woman or cis person who will use like trans, trans folks as they're like, as they're like, oh, a trampire. It was a trampire. Like, so I'm just, <laughs> like, which I was like, bitch, I'm screaming. Like, they said trampire. I was like, oh my God, stop. And like, you know, like, like, like there are, yes. there are folks who will absolutely try, try, like, try to bite your they shit. Try to out queer, out trans okay, someone. Yes. They will bite your shit because you are a queer and inner trans person, right. especially for some color. Like, it's just, it, it, it's, it, it's just really interesting. I, I know, I was like, Trampire? I, okay. God, yeah. I was like, stop. But, yes. but I'll just say, I, you know, <laughs> it's more for us to talk, to talk about this, revisit this often because mm-hmm. queer spaces are shifting a lot as well, too, right now, right? Do the effects right. of the pandemic and policy adjustments and suggestions being introduced in our government, like, Queer spaces are shifting a lot in terms of where people can go, how they can show up, especially when you live in different states where they don't have as much queer acceptance and um, and queer uh, like uh, queer resources. Like I, I appreciate right. the point you made of people think SoCal is a liberal place. Like there are pieces of SoCal that are liberal, but like California itself is actually not the liberal mecca which everyone thinks nope. it is. Nope. There, are, there nope. are the pieces in the metropolitan areas, but like even San Diego, like the, the, there are many folks who many folks who are liberal in terms of like yes they. They support slash tolerate like gay marriage, right? But they but they still will they still will vote Republican, like they still will they vote sure for will. Trump in some ways. You know? So yep, they sure will. And yeah. a little bit of a history yeah. lesson, right? So like, I mean, it's it's related but not really related. And I think this is why it was so important for me to like want to expound on this conversation, thinking about how you know maybe it was like ten or fifteen episodes ago that we brought this up in a in a still here segment. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up predominantly in the Riverside County area, right? And I went to school in San Bernardino County. But between the two of those counties, I went to school during a time that Prop 8 was really big. And Prop 8 was, you know, for those of you who are not familiar with California or California law, Prop 8 was a Mm -hmm. big deal in 2008. And to say all of of that, it was the majority of Riverside County that voted Mm. against Prop 8 that made it lose, right? Um, and we're thankful that now, you know, obviously 2013, you, you know, we get a president who comes in and, and, and retracts all of this stuff right for us. And so now we have 
the ability to get married. But all that to be said, right, like I think it's imperative for us to talk about kind of the pros and the cons of of being in queer spaces and, and the importance of them. Because like you said, um, I think about specifically, you know, this past weekend. So by the time you all have heard this, it'll be about a week before um it'll be a week that has passed since i've been at sundance and i think mm. um, i went to a screening of the they were doing a i think it was like a 20 or 25 year um revisit of the harvey milk documentary that premiered at sundance mm. and you know i think it's i i, I wanted to mention it you know, initially I didn't have these in our notes, but I wanted to mention it because I think about all that Harvey Milk did in San Francisco to make queer people feel safe to come out there. Right. And even though his life was ended, you know, in a very tragic way, mm-hmm. there were still there are still ways that the Castro district said we're not going to let this very terrible thing run us away or make us feel like we we can't be who we are but we're also going to create a community and so i think Mm -hmm. about you know for me riverside you know going downtown riverside for any of you who listen to the show locally and live in you know southern california you'll know that you know downtown riverside is pretty you know considering the inland empire between claremont and between riverside those are pretty much really queer queerly safe places right so i don't feel talk about right like what when you talk about fear you know f- fear and safety and things of that nature i think it's also for us important it's, it's important for us to also think about like is the area predominantly white is it a place where there's mm. a high pollution? like there are all of these things and so i want to talk i, I, I want to say as we're having this conversation that it is nuanced that you know safety is relative in in, in all accords but what i will say mm-hmm. is that even in the moments that I've been in spaces that were queer spaces, and I'm talking about going to the Menagerie in Riverside or going to VIP or going to a club called Oasis that now no longer is here. And we talked about that in the episode, mm-hmm. of, you know, episodes ago, like having all of these places to go to. Yes, they were great to go to. And yes, I may have had some really fucked up experiences in those spaces. But at the end of the day, they were still my places, right? Like when I was coming up, it was still a place that I knew I could go see my girl, Mayhem Miller. Shout out to Mayhem. Um, I knew I could go out and see Delta work. I knew I knew I could go mm-hmm. give rape. I knew if I went out by myself, even on the, the nights when I went out by myself, I knew, like, I will say that that's what's, that's one of the things that I, I want to say that, like, shout out to Delta Work, because I can remember going to the club by myself and sitting at the bar and Delta Work finishing her drag, trying to get ready to dart out and seeing me sitting in the club by myself and then coming over and order, ordering a drink and sitting with me and talking to me. Mm. Like, same thing that's how him, me and mayhem became friends like that like mm. it just it was one of those things of like and and, and i also have to name like you know delta work is like you know latine you know mayhem miller is black it gave me a sense of like we're all ie queens we're all trying to like we're trying to figure out this shit by ourselves we don't really know mm-hmm. and i mean even thinking about like going to la at times like i will say like there were times rage is no longer a club that exists and it's it sucks but even <sighs> times we went to rage and it was really fun like it was just it even yeah. like i said all of the white gays doing really shitty things to the black girls and the latin latin girls that were in the club we were still having a good time and it just was it was four to five hours of our lives mm. where we didn't have to be sad and so i i, I think you know before I, I i give you know the, the mic back over to you mm-hmm. i think it's imperative for me not to name you know 
while we've had things like Pulse happen and we have the thing that happened in Colorado that happened, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is scary to be like, these are things like when you're out in queer spaces, you're always having to clock. I know for me, every time I go into any space, even if it's queer or not, I'm clocking every single exit. Say it. I'm mm-hmm. always thinking about an escape route, no matter where I am. Um, like I mean, even being in my hotel room, I was like, mm, I wonder if I could throw one of these chairs through the window if something happens. Like <laughs> I'm always thinking about how to get away if something goes down, because I think <laughs> as a black queer person, you can't not not be thinking about your safety 24 hours a day, 25 hours a day. Right. If, if right. I be thinking about safety in my sleep, yeah. But I say 25 eight, this- yeah. <laughs> Bitch. Uh, I do say, that say like I think it is very important for us to say that queer spaces are good for us and when I say they're good for us I mean even with and I'm gonna use the word minutia and you laugh even with the minutia <laughs> of that we have right like and it's funny because anytime when I wrote this I saw what is her name um when she was like women's stories just matter women's stories they just matter um oh I can see her Witherspoon what, what is her name Reese, Reese, Reese Witherspoon uh, women's voices just matter They the women's stories they just matter that's how I felt about this like queer spaces matter they just matter queer spaces matter <laughs> the, sorry y'all have to take a moment because Manusha y'all y'all are like yes the, that's the right use of the word we laugh because John had texted me Manusha mm-hmm. is spelled and the, not the way the Manusha is spelled no, and they no, put it on the on the show though Manusha Cameroon <laughs> Manusha Cameroon <laughs> yes the Manusha of it all but no just queer it's spaces free. matter they just matter Ooh. They do. Mm-hmm. They, they they just matter. But it's it's actually a such a great <laughs> point because queer spaces at the very root of them function as this meeting place for queer folks to meet safely. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I mean safely in the sense of without the guessing games of do I feel safe enough to share who I am with yeah, this yeah. person. Yes, yes. Like I think yeah. a lot about like I, I think queer folks check on each other like like in all spaces. Like I think all the times in which I went to queer spaces or like even in like straight spaces right like like if i went out to, to straight bars and i and i see a girl that that's fucked up there is no there was no straight man who was gonna be like girl you good straight man yeah straight men straight men would, would try to holler at her and i'd be like hey sis you okay girl yeah. you, like, you, you look a little drunk do you want me to call you uber right queer mm-hmm. folks mm-hmm. in many places that i've been and seen have always looked out for each other and been like sis you good sis don't take that drink don't don't uh-huh. touch that drink. Like I don't like you know I think yeah. don't talk, don't talk to him. You know I yeah. see I've yeah. seen folks like when I, I remember when I went to I went to to VidCon twenty twenty eight and I went to like the the, the 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 queer queer space by YouTube and I was like 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 I was watching it was like just seeing when Kiki and stuff and I, I was seeing by myself and I remember like I like I was like I was just seeing myself seeing by myself I think one because I just was overwhelmed but also because like <laughs> I don't know anybody so I'm, I'm like I'm just chilling and so like in right, probably, right. Carly, Carly Velasquez, who um, like was on BuzzFeed on, that uh, I like was there, and like, and I, I, I really they 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 me, and they're like, I hope you know that you are an interesting person. Like, like I like I see you sitting here by yourself. I I I don't know what I don't know what you think of yourself, but I hope you're an interesting person, and you, and you're a really cool person that just, like belongs to be in a space like this. It was it was so it was like so special. I mean, Barbie was like, yeah, girl, I know I am, but you know, but but it's also like a like a. I that part changed that that moment changed me right it was a moment where I was like 
queer folks actively love each other, even even they know who each other are, even if they yeah. hate each other, right? They still love each other because at the end of the day, like you are queer, you are my sis. Like yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't give a fuck if I if I punch like I treat you like, I'll treat you like like my sibling. I'll punch you I'll punch you in the face, but right. you're my and, sis. So don't like, amen. Don't, and I will say this. Right. I will say this. Like, I remember very much remember there was one time that this white queen, I think she had a little bit too much to drink, was acting a fool at one of the clubs in L.A. And I think it might have been Rage, if if, if I if I if I'm correct. But mm-hmm. I do remember, like, when you talk about people stepping up, it was me and another friend and it was just us two. And this queen was going back and forth with my friend. And I jumped in and was like, girl, you're not going to be talking all kind of mess. And when I tell you that those black girls saw me and my other black friend going off on this little white girl and all the black queens like was like y'all good y'all need any help and it was just it was like oh my god like i will say like i i have more moments when i'm out and about where i'll have someone see me and i will see them and it is such a positive interaction than i than i don't and that's why i said like i i there's a part of me that wishes i wasn't so busy that I could say, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to go to the club tonight or I'm going to go to West Hollywood and hang out with some of the girls that I know mm-hmm. over there because there are just days or even just even thinking about like, like I said, when I was in San Francisco, I was with all queer people all day, both Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday. And we went out to eat. We went to events. We we stood and we laughed and we talked about stuff. And it just it felt good. It felt really good mm-hmm. to be in a space with queer black people specifically and i want to name that because i often will say you know there i'm just gonna also say too if there are any companies the people or brands that are listening to this episode or watching this episode know that it is a missed opportunity that you are not doing something for your latin a black asian you know mm-hmm. talk queer community because one not only do we got a little bit of coin but also two <laughs> we we bring the fun we bring the fun we bring the joy and oftentimes i've heard i've had people sit with me and say girl i don't know you but i feel like i've known you my whole life you're so cool mm. and it's like that's the energy most queer people give and i say most with an asterisk but i will say <laughs> <laughs> but i will say like that's that's the truth and i even will say too like if we really want to keep it 100 you know 100 that's how we met we met in a queer resource mm-hmm. right? <laughs> to and be it, like yeah. and it, <laughs> always it always felt like that you know now now you're my sister because you're my sister in so many different other aspects of my life but at that moment mm-hmm. it just was really cool for me to be working at an institution where i could blatantly see the the queer phobia the you know the 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 anti blackness and you could look at me and say girl i see it too you're not nuts you know when we would yeah. go out to lunch and we would talk through stuff it always felt like Thank God there's at least one other person here who gets me and understands. Nobody knows me like you. <laughs> like no. literally, it felt no. like it felt like <laughs> twin. Where have you been? So like okay, yeah. <laughs> but that's what Did it you- gives. Are you watching this new this this new season of Drag Race? I am. Okay, okay. Because it's made me think of the moment in Untucked in the last episode where Plain Jane came for a mandatory meeting and like right like she like she like she came up see she she came up and she was like you're a girl I have not I have not connected with look wise and 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 and, and I, girl, the way I was like, okay, that one was not that, 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 one, that one. Loki was a good read. The way she did yeah. that, the, the delivery yeah. was right. She when she when she kept going, I was like, bitch, you 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 fuck it up. But morphine, mm-hmm. but more like morphine 
who was next to mentoring me, like smiled, cackled, and was like, "Okay, but hold up now, that that that's my sis, so be careful, right?" Like, right, right, this, right, like, right, right. They just met each other that fucking week, and she was like, "Like, I got you." That that was a cute moment and all, but girl, like, watch out, right? And that is to me is that what underscores I think was queer folks of color, right? Because because morphine is uh, Latine and play in playing Jane and mentor me like white as hell right but like that just underscores yeah. how queer folks of color and black black folks and queer folks of color like they really care for each other in a deeper way that we don't always see and that is so True. special True. i think a lot of, i don't remember what you did john like it was i want to say it was like 2019 but like the, there was a space that you had that you had cultivated like i i really hope you remember it because i remember seeing pictures of it and i know you didn't buy me i couldn't make it but it was like you and like 10 to 15 other uh black folks and other queer folks of color it, it, yeah. it, it was some partnership you did but i remember talking with folks who said they had not had that yet before they had mm-hmm. not had such intentional space that was crafted for them as a black oh, oh that was with instagram yeah yes 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 yeah, you were mad right before you, the you pandemic had, you, you had the cute hat you had, you had the cute little booties uh-huh. and truly, mm-hmm. like that was a moment where i think of like that was a testament to how folks show up for each other as as yeah. queer folks of color because i remember i remember you saying how special that was I remember people who were there were like i had never felt so much belonging in space before that's when that people yeah. don't like they like, don't know like, this is why they matter right they give space to discover actual parts of themselves like i would i would never discovered my love for sports if i didn't join a queer yeah. sports league like mm-hmm. i would have been like man fuck sports ball that shit's dumb you know i mm-hmm. today today not the last week i had posted <laughs> i had posted um you know on on, on the stories right it was that thing where it was like type your name in the music and Click, click, click the first song that came up. I typed Jordan. And it, the song was Jumpman, 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 Jump. And I was like, I don't know why it came, it came up as Jumpman, right? Because I was, I don't, I don't do sports with that. But right, two, right. but two, the first two people were queer folks. that were like, it's Jumpman because Michael Jordan. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. And I, and I was yeah. like, wow, like l- look at the gays knowing sports was not me. But like two, but two, two gays of color were like, baby, it's, baby, Jumpman is Michael Jordan. I was we like, got that's we, we so much. That, we got you. I know that's exactly. right. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask as we, you know, as we're getting ready to go to commercial, I think the one question that I did have for you um, and thinking about being in queer spaces, right? I think we have multiple stories and we have so many things we could talk about, you know, both good and bad. And I think it's important for me to also note that as we're having this conversation, right, like not all queer spaces are safe spaces. You know, mm-hmm. you've mentioned that all queer spaces are not good spaces. I mean, I'm not trying to to, to knock, but there are some places you can Google them. There's some places that in WeHo right now that are having some issues with, with the media because of the way that we are treated in those spaces. Um, mm. It starts with the A. It, start, uh, it starts with the A, ends with the Y. But all that <laughs> to be said, right? Um, I think it is imperative to note that, you know, like everything, like anything right there, there are black spaces that are meant for black people that are not always safe. There are queer spaces that are mm-hmm. for meant for queer people that are not like there's always going to be something because white supremacy and systematic oppression is everywhere and it's built into the fabric of everything that we do. But I do want to ask, you know, while I'm thinking about being in said queer spaces, even for me thinking about like having a queer ass job now, you know, and being mm-hmm. around my queer sister and, and queer brothers and sisters and trans folks and babies and you know dogs cats whatever um it has you know being in these queer spaces you know for me like i guess the question i'm asking let me reset the question that i'm asking is how what has it taught you in terms of how you see yourself and how you feel about yourself and i'll say for me before i throw it back to you is that Mm. working in a queer space 
going to queer spaces, being in queer spaces with people, meeting queer people like yourself, working on what I like to think is almost an all queer show, right? Like this entire show is edited by a queer person. It's produced by a queer person. We're, mm-hmm. we, we're, we're we host it. We're on a queer network. Like mm-hmm. all of it has taught me about the the, the level of acceptance of self, um, yes. and really this idea that I need to own the you know a, a, a big part of me, which is my queerness. My queerness shapes mm-hmm. a lot of the ways I see myself, and I feel like this year, specifically twenty twenty four, is going to be about that for me. You know, I am ready for it because I feel like I've done the work, but I I I, I haven't been able to own my queerness in the way that I've wanted to. And I really feel like being in queer spaces, being on a queer show, you know, creating queer content all the time. My whole life is is very, very much queer. Um, mm. I really am thankful for the people that I've met in the different spaces who, you know, feed into that as well. But for you, yeah, what what has being in queer spaces taught you? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to channel, channel my energy on this one. Uh, to the folks who laughed at me for being queer, not 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 allowed to the bank because I get paid for it. Like that's that's yeah. that, that's why I think about like like I like r- romanticize, glamorize, and monetize is how is how mm-hmm. I see it right now. Like it's, it's, I mean, mm-hmm. and I, I said that like like in a joking way, but what what's taught me is that like being who I am is actually not going to hinder me from the things I want to accomplish in my life. Like I think about all the times in which someone said to hide my queerness or mask my queerness because they're afraid of how I won't get this job or I won't get this opportunity or how I won't be seen by this person. And when I realize that if they don't see my full self, I don't want to be there in the first place. If they don't, mm-hmm. if they don't want to hire me my full self, I don't, I don't want to work, work in that place in the first place. And so it's taught me a radical acceptance of who I am and, and, and who, uh, and who, and who others are. It teaches me the power of being, radically different and that not meaning not being radically different without being other like right being radically different doesn't mean to be an other for it. i can still be like in community with other people and that is a magic that you don't really find in straight spaces i also think about like what has building queer spaces taught me right because mm. i you know i now i've worked i worked several years in helping on several years on the black queer queer trans coalition and help and we build we built black pride from the ground up we built black pride that have this will be our, this will be our our fourth annual black pride this year right we built that from the ground up and what has that taught me to build spaces is that this shit is hard it is it not is. easy like you're doing it right like you're doing it actively in your job right now right you are and you probably have more a bit more infrastructure and resource and it's still fucking hard but it's worth <laughs> it because 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 when when that shit is done when it when you're watching the joy in people's eyes and then they're laughter and seeing them live their best life in yeah. any way that is possible for them in whatever space they occupy like that that like that 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 is like that's like touched by god to me that is like what god mm-hmm. that's how god manifests in the things it's, it's taught me i mean also being queer has also taught me to like to like love and appreciate god more like i queer folks have so much strict friction with with spirituality and god because of how it's people have used it against us but me being queer actually makes me the most connected with God, whoever Amen. they are above me. Amen. And so when I build queer spaces, I think this is like, this is what it means to have godly presence in mm-hmm. something. It really is. Yeah. It really is we special. really are a magical people. And I, I can't yes. not, not say that. I think doing this show, seeing the way people have responded to the show, seeing how people have been responding to like my work. Like I, I had a queer person run up to me. I, I tweeted about it yesterday. I had a queer person at Sundance run up to me and basically, you know, said, I know you, I follow you. Thank you for what you do. I really appreciate it. And it just, it, it, it's, it's a really cool feeling to know people see you. And again, when you're in spaces where you don't feel safe, knowing that someone seeing you is you seeing them and it makes you feel safer. Like, 
that that for me is what's up so mm-hmm. like i i kind of throwing mm-hmm. it back you know you 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 make a really good point to this idea that we genuinely have to literally stand <laughs> stand on business you got to stand on business <laughs> but you really do have to stand on the idea that being queer is a magical thing and it just it ain't nothing like it be if you have never been in a space with a lot of queer specifically queer black people you're doing yourself a huge girl okay you are not living you're not living you have not lived if you are not with us honey yes facts facts okay say that part bitch Fam, now that we have now that we have reminded you to support your your local queer establishment and especially your oh, yeah. local queer black establishments and people and queer folks of color and trans folks of color, we're gonna take one more break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about some gay ass food. Mo in a sec. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. All right, y'all. So this week, we wanted to kind of keep the theme going by shouting out some of our favorite gay places, uh, whether they be gay, uh, actual gay bar or a gay food restaurant establishment, or even if they're gay friendly. And I will say the reason why I have to mm-hmm. say gay friendly is, you know, I travel a lot and, and, and doing even just doing the segment out in my head, I was like, I really need to make an honest effort 
that anytime I go anywhere, I need to look for a queer establishment. So that way I can either one, go support it, but also two, mm. so I can know what that energy feels like. And if mm. I ever go back, I want to go. Or if I ever go back, I go, oh, I'll never want to go there again. Um, <laughs> all that to be said, I'm kind of living in my, 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 years of yesteryear and what i will say that the immediately the first place that came to mind for me is so i had a friend i want to i don't it's weird because it's like i don't know if we're still friends or not we follow each other on social but we don't really talk so an associate i guess they <laughs> i used, i had an they I were a friend them. you had you had a friend you had a friend yes. that's not they, so they, they were yes they were a really good friend to me in college now they're more of an associate. Got to make the distinction. But when they were a friend to me, I would always go down to San Diego to visit them. And the first place that I always wanted to go was Baja Betty's. And you probably <laughs> know Baja Betty's because it's probably right outside your door. But <laughs> baby, it's just, again, and it's been years since I've been there. So I don't know if the food is still good. So feel free <laughs> wrap around and, and drive the bus back around and say you know is the food still good is the bus still running it is, but when i did go there as a as a little gay lean of my 20s them burritos I, they put cracking in burritos because i i would spend my last financial aid dollar to get down to san diego to eat one of those burritos Baby, you can tell me the you said, you said sickening, no? So I okay, so I yes, yes, I do in fact live by Baja Betty's, okay. and I will be the first to say they are not my favorite, but that's, okay. but that's also be, but they're not my favorite because I traverse a lot of San Diego for like good Mexican food, period. You do. You but do. They do have a good Taco Tuesday moment, and I love their bean dip. And the drinks are right, and the now, vibes the are right. Like, yeah, the, drink, the drinks will have you down. People have to understand a Hillcrest pour <laughs> be different. The Hillcrest pour be different and have you acting different. Okay. Yes. As someone who has been to many many gay bars around the country, even the world. The Hillcrest yeah. board be fucking you up. You're like, bitch, why? And it, the bang for buck is there. So yes, I would say Baja Betty's is a great place to go because they have they have great brunches. Um, they it's a it's a very queer place and you feel at home there. Uh, yeah. There's this restaurant yeah. on the other side of Hillcrest called uh, Cocina Cocina de Barrio, which is to me, I don't know if they're queer owned, but they're very queer friendly, and they to me have the okay. best brunch. Like one one of the best brunches and drinks. They have, it's you know it's a bit it's a bit, a bit more upscale, a bit more elevated, but the food's bomb. They have this bomb ass. I think it's like churro pancakes that just get me going every time the chilaquiles. Now nah, wait a second, churro pancakes, girl. girl. When when you, when you ask gets here, baby, I will take you there. Okay, I'm gonna take yep. you higher. Yes. Now if yes. you want some good tacos in the neighborhood, La Vecindad is a spot to go. Um, they and they they look at really good uh, really good happy hour deals too. Um, okay. I will say whenever I go to the Bay to, go to San Francisco, I was with a hot cookie in the Castro because it's a place I always yes. go to for a, you know. A, a, a little dessert moment. If I'm gonna get a Phil's cup, it's gonna be a Phil's cup in the Castro as well because it just it's different. It's, just, it's you know it's a hole in the wall place, but it's really cute. Um, I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of like any other places I have gone to. I mean, if I'm it's in uh, that place with the penis cookie, yes, the penis, okay. the uh, penis, penis, uh, macaroon, macaroon, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, 
chocolate dip, baby. Chocolate dip, honey dip. Yes. It is bomb. Okay. So yes. good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I will give you that. So I will also add to the list of favorite places. So we just got a hamburger Mary's over by where I live. Um, but Ooh. we also have a but I also love the hamburger Mary's. Um, you know what I'll also say too? Lips. Now li- there's a lot to critique about lips. However, yes. their yes. food always yes. on point. So I will say, yes, yes. you're not wrong. To critique you are not lips, wrong. But their food is always on point, and their drinks too. But I will yes. also say, Hamburger Mary's is great. Um, if you are, uh, if you're an IE girl like me, or you're coming down to SoCal and you're like, oh, I'm gonna be in the Riverside area, uh, back to the grind, very gay friendly, very much a place that a lot of the the queers in in the Inland Empire go to or hang or do things with, um, because they just have wonderful desserts and sandwiches. The people who work there, little catty, um, but mm. if you can get past mm. that. They are really, really good at what they do. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I did want to say, like, I think I, I'm, this convo was making me go, girl, you really need to see more queerness when you travel to different places. Cause I'm like, I'm always on the road and I rarely ever stop to see, like, what's a good, you know, what's a good queer place you to know, go. I'm so <laughs> I'm actually thinking yeah. the same thing of like, next time I travel, if I find a queer place, like bookmark it, document it, right? Yeah. I'm like, because like, even if I don't like it, I can still, I can still tell somebody about it, right? Like, I, like right. you know, I don't, I, I don't have to like it, but I can respect it. And yeah. if I know someone's in that area, I say, go, 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 go to this place. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll just say before, before we, before we go to the last commercial is they're opening, <laughs> allegedly opening up a hamburger Mary's. In, in San Diego, which they had, so they had one before, and it shuttered in 2007. So I, oh, so damn. I pray that it's true that they're opening back up because I will live for it. It is just a staple for folks, and I do believe for many people, it is their entry point into like queer trans queer life. Yeah, um, yep. much like Lips in San Diego is. It, mm-hmm. If you're if you're a San Diegan, um, <laughs> correct. Um, there's a lot to critique, um, but I will say I've I have gone recently, and I was like the caliber. The bar has raised. Oh, the, they the, the they they raised up. bar. The price went up. I was like, oh, okay, like, I, cause I I I used to go quite a bit uh, when I was when I before I moved moved, moved to the city. Yeah, and, Sunday brunch is good. Yeah. And you know, mm. and I, and I, and I was like, it's cute. Like, it's cute. Like, I, I have some favorite queens that I perform there, and but oh, yeah. and it, it was cute. But I went recently. And I was like, oh, y'all are doing it. Y'all are really doing oh. it, so Ooh. it's really good. But but they but they're they they serve a unique spot for both queer folks and for the cishet folks. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like the, they, they you know they, they serve everyone there. You know, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that as a dig versus I think like I, I, I think Hamburger Mary's has always felt like more queer mm-hmm. space to mm-hmm. me. Um, but that's that said. The straights are and everything, so they will definitely be in both of them at the same time. I'm sure. Um, and they the straights are everywhere bars, when it period. comes to our spaces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they run everything oh. in the streets. So, but just gotta say that. <laughs> My lord, today. Well, with that being said, we have to take one more break. But when we get back, we're gonna come back with your favorite segment. Yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. Pam will be back in just a second. Yes, bitch. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. All right, y'all. So this week, I don't. Well, okay. I so initially when I wrote this, I said I didn't have a yes, ma'am. Um, but I kind of do. I I definitely wanted to say yes, ma'am. Um, to there's just a lot of a lot of queer folks who are going through a lot of things. But I definitely wanted to say uh, shout out to and they're listeners of the show. So my friend Jared and my friend Kyle, they were the ones who took me to dinner when I was in San Fran. Um, they're probably they have the no expectation that this is coming. They're but so I sweet. Say, they're so sweet. Both of them, yes, both of them have been such a rock for me in these last few years. We met on Twitter. We met in real life last mm-hmm. year, immediately became really good friends, saw them again this year. And I was like, every year I have to go up there to visit them at least because they just, they they make me feel so good about life. And so I wanted to say yes, ma'am, to mm-hmm. Twitter or X for bringing bringing queer people together um but more than anything i definitely wanted to just say uh take a quick moment to say thank you to everyone who speaks life into the show who speaks life into the work that me and joho are both doing um Mm. this shit is hard and i i i I wanted to just kind of take a moment to say on the mic like i think we both make this look really easy and i know we've said it so many times in the show that you know a lot of the girls just kind of flip their hair and you know they they stunt and they go do things they get awards and all of that and and then they come home and they cry you know because at the end Mm -hmm. of the day like we are literally taking a lot of scraps and we're turning them into gold and Mm. that is that's just what it is that is really what it is and so 
you know, I would say, you know, for my yes, ma'am, yes, I want to shout out all the girls and all the dolls and the friends who give us our coins and give us our, our love and our support. But I also want to shout out the girls who don't get the who don't get the fanfare, who don't get seen, mm. who don't get supported and let them know, like, if they're hearing this, if they're listening to this, like, we're just we we are literally just a reflection of you. We are literally a reflection of all of the hard work that, you know, someone before us laid down, um, the queer person in the room who opened the door or gave us a contract, the girls who tell another girl about us and they say, oh, so-and-so told me about your show. So I came to listen and now I'm a subscriber. Like all of that is, you know, this, this, this whole episode really is about community. And I just definitely mm. want to say thank you to my community. Thank you to you, Joho, for being mm. my family and my community. Um, yeah it's just it's just so much love um but with that also being said so on the flip side of that my no man pam for this week you know what i'm gonna scratch this no ma'am because it, it it has nothing so my no ma'am okay let me go ahead <laughs> um, and, and get comfortable in my seat so i'm gonna just say this off the fly so i yesterday i want to shout out delta because delta they just they be having me they they forever i don't know if like the delta gods just love me but anytime something goes awry or if i'm in a in a situation the delta gods they always got me so i'm gonna just share this i was coming back okay. from utah and i switched my flight and i was so excited and so glad that i looked to do it because i was able to get home literally almost five hours earlier than when i was initially supposed to get home oh, thank god but where mm. am i no right girl i was so happy when i got home at eight o'clock i was just well, i was like Jesus, I'm <laughs> baby <laughs> oh because driving home when you are that tired it is and and, and that traveled and that jet lag is it's it, it's a lot it's a lot but i'm gonna get to my point so i was I'm glad I kind of glad I didn't, but I was getting <laughs> prepped. So I, was, I was going through my bag to. So I have to say this. I, I have two of the same bags. I have a backpack and I have a smaller bag and then I have a wallet that matches both the small bag and the bigger bag. Judge me accordingly. I have to put my small bag into my carry on to put my wallet in my backpack. So I was standing in line at the Delta Sky Lounge and I was trying to get go, like I was getting ready to go inside. And I had a question for the lady that I was asking her about some stuff. And the man, as I'm digging in my bag, and yes, he was, as I'm digging in my bag to get my wallet out, he tries to go around me. And I literally turned around and I said, girl, it's not like, it's not that serious. And he was, he was, he was in his little suit. He had his little bag. He looked, he looked like one of those, I like to call them corporate bros. He was a corporate bro. Mm. And I looked at him and I said, girl, it's not that serious. Like, I'm taking, I'm literally stopped here to, to get my wallet out of my bag. Like, you can wait. I go, you can wait. It is not like, you know, oh, there's only 10 people that can be led into the Sky Lounge at a time and I'm nine and you're 10. Like, it, that's not how it works, sis. So, like, I no man pam is like the people who just and i had the same thing happen when i was going to like a woman was trying to cut me to get in the first class like i know we talked about it on the show but it's like y'all like y'all got to do better when you're out here flying because i i really don't want to be on the no fly list i really don't want to but i am three seconds away from whooping somebody's mm. ass in the airport mm. like i'm just so tired and i don't know if it's the pandemic that has done it i don't know if it's just the 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 
lack of care that we have for one another as Americans. I don't know mm. if it's just travel culture is changing. I don't I don't know what it is, but I have not been as stressed. Like when I first started flying, because I used to, so I will say this, I started like really getting my life up in the air around like 2017. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. wasn't like this. It wasn't like I didn't fly with the tension of being like I really wanted to cut somebody out. Now, like every five seconds, I'm ready to turn around and be like, get your life together. Stop. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Like the way people treat these people in the airport. I don't know. Did you see that video of that woman fighting those people at that counter in the airport? Mm-hmm. Recently, mm-hmm. there was like mm-hmm. a viral Not video right, of this right. woman. Yeah, she was like throwing stuff and jumping over the counter. And stuff. It's just it's nuts. And it's like, for what? For what you're going to get to where you need to go. Everybody's tired. Everybody is stressed out. Everybody's broke. Everybody is is dealing with mental health issues. Everyone's mm-hmm. hungry. Everyone's a little jet lag. Like, girl, <laughs> knock it off. So, yeah, that's my no man pan for this week. People who travel and don't take into accord other people. Like, yes, I get it. You want to get to where you're going. But you don't have to be a shitty person in the process. And you actually won't get there any faster. Like nope. we all, we all depart at the same time. Or like that makes like, <laughs> or or people who rush their seat. Bitch, it's a sign seating. Like it, your seat will be there, and I will be there too. Like I mean, trust me, I understand the rush. The yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But like, let's see. Like for example, I know on you not you because I fly you you Nyla. If you're in boarding group two, you most likely are going to have your bag in the thing. So right. don't push me, bitch. We're in the same boarding group. You'll be you'll be fine. Like you'll be, you'll be fine. fine. You're not boarding, boarding group, group five, four. girl. Okay, then I four like, five. You're you pushing. Watch it. out. You better watch you're out. You're not but getting if you're any next, bitch. You're good. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, if you're two, <laughs> like they they even tell you on the mic if you're boarding group. Four or five, you might want to reconsider having that back yeah. on the plane. Yeah. But for you three, three, two, and one, bitch, you're good to go. Like, don't even do it. So I, I push one you on that. My yeah. yes, ma'am, Pam, this week is going to go to our friends Travel and Jared for being nominated for NAACP Image Award for their work. <laughs> so fucking proud of them and so inspired by them. I'm definitely going to try and get to. I, I'm going to take us to their to their. Um, to their black phrases. Yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. I mean, if. If you plan on going, so let, let me know because I'm, I'm, I'm trying going, to go. Me well. and, uh, so it'll be me and friend to the show, uh, Dr. James, who are going. So oh, if you want to go, I'll get okay. ticket. Yes, man. Oh, I think you were so sweet. To you. I will I will get my ticket, but I will, okay. and I will definitely see you there. That sounds amazing. Okay. Uh, yes. My no man, Pam. My no man, Pam is just going to be to people to people who see something and do nothing. That's the, that's just my oh. no man, Pam. Last okay. week, I had last week, I had on my merry walk around around LA, and this was a, such an LA moment. Merry, merry walk around LA. I was just walking down the street, mind my business, and a in a tent, like, and I assume like a tent for someone who may be in house. A tent just combusted, like it just oh, in 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 the flames, <laughs> bitch. My I'm like la la la, bam! What the fuck? And so like I yeah. like like yeah. I like I, I you know I I walked by. I I made sure I made I made sure no no one was in there. I was like what's happening? People just driving by. I like I called police. I, I was like hi, like fire department. Like there is a fire on this crossroad. Um, like please come here quickly. I got to go, but I like I I know there's nobody there's nobody there. Like I I don't hear and see anything. Also, there's also big ass fire, so like maybe I can't tell. But like I see, I no one's in there. No one's running around. Right. Like it's right. no one's like running it's, around. It's vacant. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so please come here soon because bring by a building, right? But the people that I saw walk by as well on that walk and just say nothing. I'm like y'all. 
Like you, like yeah, because believe me, I used to be that I used to be the person that was like someone will handle it, and now I'm like actually no, I'll just handle it myself, right? Like yeah. like the, the last night I was at the store, this woman was having trouble re- reaching something. Someone, two people walked by her and did nothing. I was like, need help? I was like, need help, miss? She was like, oh my god, are you sure? I was like, girl, yes, I am. Too, I have two feet on you, bitch. I will do it myself. It's not that big of a deal. Like y'all uh-huh. are so y'all are so foul. Y'all running a muck in these streets, a muck, a muck, a yeah. muck. Like what are yeah. y'all doing? To just see something and, and do nothing. And it's just getting worse. And it's getting worse. It's getting it worse. Is, and I don't is. know. Like I said, I don't know if it's just the stress of being an American at this point in time. Because And it's funny because what I will say is shout out to the lady who helped us over at Tony's. Um, we went to Tony's up in San Francisco for dinner, the pizza spot. And the lady who was there was from Spain. And she basically was serving us. And we were talking to her. And I actually said, girl, how long have you been here? She was like, oh, I've been here for eight months. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, are you enjoying it? She was like, no. She was like, I'm leaving. She's like, I have plans to leave by the end of of, of, of April. She's like, I'm going Come back on. to Spain. And I was like, oh, dang. And basically, yes. that's what her her that's what she said. She said She's that like, everyone here is awful. And she was like, mm. I don't want to work here. I don't like working. She's like, I don't like anything about American culture. I want to go home. Mm. And it just it's sad. It's really sad that we're we're you know, I just I I want more for us. Like I want yeah, more for we us. We have to live people. like this. We really we don't. You know, everything is expensive. We're barely making it. You know, there's there's so many stories and so many people. I mean, all of the stuff we're seeing, you know, across the pond, all of the stuff that we're seeing in our government, the policies that people mm-hmm. are ignoring, the ways that we're treating people who are being affected by these policies. It's just not like I don't yeah. like and I and I hate thinking like, you know, I, I I worry. I know I'm on a soapbox. I'm sorry, but I I think about this a lot. Like I'm 38. I'll be 39 this year. And I keep thinking to myself, like, I pray that my body and my heart can handle living Mm. till I'm 75, 80, because with the way that the world Mm -hmm. is going, like, even when I try Mm -hmm. not to stress, I'm still concerned or worried about what next year or the year after is going to look like, because I'm like, if it's this bad now, I pray it don't get worse, you know? So I, I, I'm just, I'm mentally in a place where I'm just, I guess this is kind of like my call to action for people who are listening. That's like so if real. you can be kind, yeah. if you can help somebody, if you can take a moment to give someone a compliment, if you can take a moment mm-hmm. to just wave and smile and smile, like do it, like do it because like we're all drowning. We're drowning every, and it's not just like one or two people. It's like, we are all drowning. It's really, really, really real out there. So, yeah. Facts, yeah. All right, mm. y'all. But with that being said, there's still love and joy over here. So keep listening and tell your friends to subscribe. Please send us your <laughs> thoughts, feedback, and email to blackfatfilmpod at gmail.com. You can also send your thoughts via social media by interacting with our post on Instagram and Twitter by using the handle blackfatfilmpod. Queen Joho, where can the dolls find you? I just did not see that one coming. That is that is like you know it is one of those things, right? Where you like d- you like d- discuss the darkness of life and like Bubba Gucci, like yeah, like bitch. I'm screaming. No monkey, no stop the show. Um, yeah. Okay, of course, y'all, my loves. You can find me at Joe. Is that phrase racist? Sorry, hold on. Is that phrase racist? One monkey doesn't stop the show. I I feel like it is. I bet you it is. It just hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I bet you it is. Oh, Everything God. is racist. And did you also uh, know it's not you can't have your cake and eat it too? It's you can't have Kate and Edith too. 
We've been saying it wrong our whole life. Kate and Edith. Who the fuck is Kate and who the fuck is Edith? It's oh, basically... No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. To, just to your first one, it was it is a title of several songs in the R&B genre deriving from a Black phrase with the meaning of one step back should not impede progress. So it okay. does... Seem like it does seem like it's not racist, actually used by <laughs> black folks on upon initial review on the Wikipedia. I okay. could be totally wrong, but the when, when I see it, I see black folks with it. So I was like, okay, okay. so I think it, it, it might be good. Who was Kate and who was Edith <laughs> is the real question. No, I, I, I ain't got time to find, find out who they are, but I just have the question for whoever's listening who was Kate and who was Edith. Ah! Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> oh, I'm screaming. I'm sorry. Y'all will not find them anywhere, but you will find me at Jehovah Nails across all socials at my website, jornails.com, or giving CPR to John because John is dying. <laughs> and if not there, the nearest apparel store screaming at store managers, why don't they have our, our sizes in store? And okay, y'all, I need I, I need the deep fib. I need the deep fib, John. I'm screaming because you said who is Kate? And it reminds me of Kathy Hilton when she said, Who is a hunky dory? That's why I'm laughing because you basically were like, Who the fuck is hunky dory? Oh, that is so funny. Yes. Uh Samira says that. <laughs> If, if you cannot, yeah, what did she say about 4X and 5X? You basically, you need a bigger size. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> please, please give us our bigger sizes. As for me, you will find me down on someone's corner trying to earn a coin to purchase these Apple Vision Pro glasses. $4,500, Tim Apple? Tim Apple, $4,500? That's two Mac computers. What? Like, I bought them, but I just want to know, like, why is it so expensive? What what is going on? Ah, but anyway, you can visit me at www.drjohnpaul.com, or you can find me online by using the at Dr. John Paul everywhere. We want to thank our team of producers, managing executive producer Anna Hosnia and Rebecca Ramos, and our supervising producer Bay Wang for handling all of the logistics of making the show go, and everyone over at iHeartMedia for keeping the show up and running. We would also like to shout out our wonderful mix master sound engineer and editor, Chris <laughs> Rogers, because without him, there's what? No flavor. No flavor in your ear. I know that's right. This has been another show. Stay black, fat, femme, and fabulous. And remember, <laughs> you got to think big, bitch. Think big. <laughs> you got to think big, bitch. I love us for real. Bye. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 